This is our second session on Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I'm going to keep on saying, rejoice. Let your reasonableness, or I'm going to argue this is a better translation, your gentleness be known to all people. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Father, as we look at this next verse, I pray that you would shed light upon what it means to be gentle, why it is that Paul wants Christians to be seen by all people as gentle people, and how that relates to letting our requests be made known to God. Show us now, I pray, through Christ. Amen. Let your reasonableness, your gentleness, be known to all people. This is the ESV translation, reasonableness. It can mean that, but it seems seldom to in the New Testament. Let me give you the uses in the New Testament. Here's 1 Timothy 3.3. An overseer must not be a drunkard, not violent, but, and here's the word, gentle, not quarrelsome. So this word is sandwiched between not violent and not quarrelsome. Gentle. Here's Titus 3.2. Remind them to speak evil of no one, to avoid, avoid quarreling. And here's the word, to be gentle and to show perfect courtesy. So between quarreling and not quarreling, and courtesy is gentleness. Here's James 3.17. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason. Now, this is interesting because peaceable would be clearly connected with a gentle demeanor. You're not You're not quarrelsome, you're not hostile, you're not trying to stir up trouble, you're gentle. And then followed by open to reason, and if the right translation is reasonableness, then it would seem strange here that reasonable would follow, would be followed by open to reason. The wisdom from above is reasonable, open to reason which, of course, is why it's translated gentle here. So peaceable, gentle, and then, of course, gentle people who have a peaceable demeanor and confidence in God are going to be slow to be defensive, and they're going to be quick to listen, and they're going to be more reasonable people. First Peter 2.18, Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle but also to the unjust. So, could be reasonable, but a gentle master, a kind master, a merciful master would seem to fit better. And 
This one, I think, is the most important. Second Corinthians 10.1 I, Paul, myself, entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. So he appeals to Christ and two features of Christ, his meekness, his gentleness. And remember, Christ said, I am meek and lowly in heart. I who, here now Paul is explaining why he's appealing to Christ, I'm appealing to his meekness and gentleness because I want to be that way. I who am humble when face to face with you, but bold towards you when I am away. So there's a connection between gentleness and humility. So I come back and I say, I think it's better to translate this, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your your gentleness, your uh, not being a quarrelsome person, you're not being a violent person, you're being a courteous person, a peaceable person, kind, meek, courteous, merciful. And then this humility idea, within the book of Philippians itself, probably this is the place we should go for real illumination of what Paul means by gentleness. He said back in 2 two to eight, where he's trying to stir up a certain kind of mindset among the believers. Do nothing, nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. So this is a demeanor of gentleness and meekness that doesn't assert itself but becomes a servant of others. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this mind. What kind of mind? The mind that was in Christ Jesus. Well, what was that like? And here he describes it. Though he was in the form of God, he didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped. He wasn't self-asserting in the sense that I'm equal with God. I don't need to go down there and become a human being in order to pay for these people's sins. They deserve what they're going to get anyway. None of that kind of thinking. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant. So humility, servanthood, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself. Humility becoming obedient to the point of death. So I think this mindset here of humility, counting others more significant than yourself, looking to the interests of others, emptying yourself, becoming a servant, being humble, that's that's the feel that Paul wants to impart here, I think, with this word gentleness. He still wants that mindset of two, uh, four through eight, to mark believers here. And note, he wanted to mark them publicly among all people. This is not just something he wants to be seen and felt in the church. Let your gentleness be known to all people. So it's like Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. I think that's an appeal to the kind of gentleness. 
Here's a person who's not running into circumstances and getting his back up and and criticizing and quarreling and being unmerciful and unkind and discourteous. He's not grumbling. He's being gentle. He's not disputing. And he wants that, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine. So here's the same idea. Here's the, here's the world. Here's all people. And you are shining. And how are you shining? You're shining with gentleness or the absence of grumbling and complaining and disputing. So that's what's going on here. All people. I want, I want all people to see you this way. And note, note one other thing. And then we're going to stop and, and come back and tackle this at another time. Time because I think this is a ground for this gentleness, just like joy leads to this gentleness. Rejoice in the Lord, and if you do, if you find your joy in the Lord instead of in circumstances, you will be freed to be not an angry, belligerent, disputing, grumbling person, but a, a gentle, kind, courteous, merciful person before all people. And then notice this. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And I couldn't help but notice that these two passives, let your gentleness be known to all people, let your requests be made known to God. You think that's intended by Paul because both of those seem a little bit unusual to say, let your gentleness be known, let your requests be made known. And here, the object of the knowing is people, and here the object of the knowing is God. He wants people to hear your gentle responses. He wants God to hear your cries for help. If you go to God with your requests and your needs and your brokenness and your concerns and you lay out all your anxieties to God, then you can be peaceful and gentle and merciful and kind when it comes to your dealing with other people. That's the connection, I think, between these be known to all people, be made known to God. Let your needs and your requests and your concerns burden God, who is never burdened, and don't let these burden other people. Show them servanthood, kindness, mercy, courtesy, gentleness, and then you will make the Lord look really good. And all of this is flowing from joy in the Lord. If you have joy in the Lord, rooted in God, meeting your requests, you're going to be freed to be this kind of countercultural, gentle person.